0: What's up, everyone? Welcome to a bonus episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. I'm your host, SBJ. With me is Will.
1: Is this actually a bonus, or is this some other the opposite of a bonus? What's oh. the opposite of a bonus? A penalty. <laughs> this is, a this penalty? is the penalty episode.
2: Why is this a penalty episode? You get to oh, hear more from our wonderful mouths.
0: Greg also here.
2: I am also here. Happy to be here. Full of conspiracy theories about this game believe Mm. me i got a lot
0: okay so we're gonna this is uh this is part three of impressions if you haven't listened to part one of impressions that was uh episode 498 and then 499 was normal and then last thursday there was episode two of impressions we are only going to talk up to credit roll i know there is a post game to this i know that technically the real ending which i i i dislike when games do that the real ending is in post game because we we know factually just by looking at like playstation trophies not a lot of people beat games (laughs) (laughs) and when people beat games they when they get credits they move on to the next game uh so like hiding the real ending behind credits is always in not to me not the best tactic uh
2: I I we're, well, I'm gonna get into it because we're gonna have to define terms because I'm already getting
1: frustrated. What? Which part of frustrated? Like frustrated at Steve or frustrated yeah, at? Yeah, I'm always game? frustrated at Steve. Uh, yeah, yeah always I'm, frustrated me. Do we? I, I'm I'm frustrated at everybody.
0: So we've got the full range. Okay,
2: let's talk about the story. Uh, okay, so this is where we're gonna first get into our frustration point.
0: Yes, I <laughs> I'm going to before before I even dive into my thoughts on the story, I want to say that I love this game. I still think it's a worth the sixty dollars. I also want to. I also want to say that I think out of all the Pokemon games, X and Y has one of the worst stories. But I will say that X and Y is one of my favorite Pokemon games, hands down. Love X and Y.
2: Okay, this is this is going to be my, okay. I need to set ground rules right now because this makes me bonkers every time. So we need to define what we mean by story. Because for most people, story means everything that's presented in the game, for example, if I'm reading Lord of the Rings, I don't discount two thirds of Lord of the Rings as not being part of the story because it's not directly involved with the a plot ah. line of a hobbit walking to a volcano to get his finger bit off. Mm. so when we talk True. about x True. and y or this game having a bad story, I think we need to be specific that the plot line, the main a plot line, the thing that you have to do is weak, but the story, which is everything they present in this game, is actually quite amazing. Mm. I can see complaints about the main plotline. Plotline A is very tropey, although it touches on some very incredible topics. And I disagree that the real ending, which I haven't gotten to, is post-game, because the plotline and the themes that they want to explore do finish at credits.
3: I
0: agree. Yes, and then my, the, plot, my complaint the plot is the plot. I do think the lore and the world, and even yeah, the, yes. the characteristics of, like, I, I think the wormple thing was fantastic. I loved every yeah. single interaction with. Oh with, so with, man, when we with say Don't things, get me started on when that. we
2: say things about story. I think people think that every it sounds like <laughs> everything that the game presents is bad, and I think we need to be specific that the main plot line is a is a very tropey thing although I have to commend them for attempting to tackle a very big two really big themes and two big subjects mm-hmm. and they do I think rely way too heavily on tropes to tell that story but it also gives them again my complaint uh, one of my complaints about this game is they were very timid in a lot of things that they did and one of the another aspect of where they were timid is how much they rely on standard tropes to do shortcuts in the storytelling of well, the main plotline.
1: I would say that they they lent very hard into keeping it an all ages accessible yes. storyline when they probably didn't have to.
2: I, I would agree with
1: that.
0: I feel like I can sum up my feelings of the plot pretty well. I loved the intro. I loved like falling through a wormhole from uh, you're obviously from the future. You're falling through. Your phone gets.
3: Abduct- oh well, da, da, step <laughs> back there,
0: one <laughs> no, sir. No, 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 no,
2: no, no,
1: no. <laughs> not, not future. No, you're from someplace
2: else. It is, it is very clear when you get to the fourth area that this is an alternate dimension or an alternate universe. Yes. The Ingo one hundred percent tells you this isn't back in time. This is an alternate dimension at minimum and an all-new universe, possibly. And this this has been proven by the other games. They follow exactly what the other games have done. So there isn't time travel, and it's not connected to the main universe, which is why I no longer can say that, oh, this is so-and-so's ancestor, because how this universe got created, everybody is based off of a reflection of people from the world that you came from. And yes. since Pokemon already established a multi-universe system yeah, they messed that up with Omega Oras. Ruby, <laughs> Alpha Sapphire and established what happens when you accidentally get pulled into an alternate universe through Annabelle, Annabelle, who is also a frontier brain, suffers the same fate that Ingo does by being accidentally sucked into a universe that isn't theirs.
0: Yeah, but when the game opens, you don't know that you think Correct. you are from the Correct. future because you're either wearing the Alola shirt or the X and Y shirt.
1: Right. But and I, the, the other thing I wanted to add was that, uh, Kajita is that Kajita? Is that how you would pronounce it? Very clearly says you are from a place that is far farther. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. It was yeah. Kajita who said that.
2: And they bring up multiple dimensions multiple times. Yes. But yes. the inclusion of Ingo is the big twist, and why I really love the fourth area, because it's at that point you realize you're not in the past, that you are somewhere absolutely, completely different. There is a bigger story of how this place got created, which I will admit, I still haven't spoiled myself on, so I do not know who's behind it. I have theories, and if you want to hear theories, y'all can reach out to me, because I got theories about all of this. But it is very clear when you hit fourth area that Okay, we are... Heselio region did not exist in the world that we know it. This was specifically mm-hmm. created.
0: The And this is what I, I tweeted. I think the first three areas are fine. They're very, like, to-the-book Pokemon yep. game, nothing too fancy, meet professor, meet characters, here's the drama, you know, let's get lunch. And then the fourth area is where I was like, I want to pay attention now because Ingo is here, and I love yeah. I love that they have put Ingo, maybe Emmett, Emmett doesn't show up, but I'm curious <laughs> to somebody who has never played Gen 5, and even if you play Gen 5, it is very easy to miss Ingo and Emmett. You, oh, have, yeah. to, you, you have, have to oh, go yeah, yeah. out of your way to find them. <laughs> very yeah. much. I wonder if that whole area fell flat for those people. Because, like... so. They would be like, Who is this? This is just a new character. Is this a new character? Who is this guy? Why is he always I,
1: talking about trains?
2: I, I, so I think it, it rides a very good line because if you don't know who that character is, that is you jerk? do know that it's another person who, <laughs> who is suffering a different fate from you. And mm-hmm. I think for those of us who are very steeped in lore, it has a much bigger impact. But what that area does, even, even if you don't know anything about the games, when Ingo appears, you realize that some, it is the signifier that something bigger has gone yeah. wrong.
1: Well, um, something I, has happened. I'm not going to say right is,
2: or wrong. Yeah. Something has definitely happened. Um, and I, th- I, I think the impact is stronger for fans. But I don't think it's necessarily lessened for people because it is a no matter how you look at it, it is the twist. The first three areas set you up for a pattern where you think, I know what this game is, I know where I am, and no matter what fourth area says, and turn.
1: It's not. For, for me, it's very much uh, along the lines of this, people are either going to get this or they're not going to get this. It's very much like Nabokov's book, Lolita. If you yeah. read Lolita, it's a story. It's a pretty disturbing story. <laughs> yes, it is. But it's a straight, and you do, if you don't know anything, you, you read a story. But if you're somebody who knows literature, you understand that pretty much every page of that book is a reference to other f- pieces of literature throughout history, yeah. right? So you can play this game, and you, know, you see all the characters, and you're like, great character designs, interesting people, lots of stuff, without knowing That all of these people are references to other Pokemon games. Yeah, and I don't know that that's a bad thing, right? Like, no, it's it's not a bad thing. It's just it's a different experience. Yeah, yeah, if you if you want to become a scholar, you say then you start researching. Okay, who are these people? Where are they from? Why were they inserted in these places? I think
2: the character designs are strong on their own and are benefited if you know this.
0: Mm -hmm. I definitely get like um, a different point of view than a person sitting in their living room on their couch playing. You know through legends because you know when when i saw ingo you know people saw my reactions of like oh my gosh ingo is in this game and it's ingo it's not like yeah uh lingo or like some ancestor or something. <laughs> yeah and and it was not shocking to me but kind of shocking that over like half my chat you know i had 500 people watching they were like who is this and it's like let me explain who this is and why this is kind of crazy because this is this <sighs> And I get it, right? Like, again, for these are two characters, Ingo and Emmett, that you have to actually find in black and white. It's not mm-hmm. like Wolfric or or Marlin. Like they they're not presented in front of you when you play through the game. In Black Two White Two, you are presented with Ingo and Emmett, but we also yes. know that Black yeah. Two White Two isn't the most popular play only <laughs> it didn't sell that many copies compared <laughs> to the other Pokemon games. Like
2: uh, but it's the sa- it's the same thing that Annabelle was an Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. Yeah. If you didn't play Emerald and you didn't do the Battlefront tier, you had no clue what the connection was with Annabelle either. And you knew it was somebody who came from somewhere else who lost their memory. And again, if you know more, there's more there. And I do think it does. it is a way for people to entice people who are like, why are all these people having this reaction to this character? I don't know what's going on. Now I wanna know it is a teaser, and I like that
0: yeah i I think the I think the fourth area plot wise is is really strong and if you if you get to the fourth area and you still don't care, I don't think <laughs> I don't think the ending's gonna convince <laughs> yeah. you at that point
2: introduces
0: my least
2: favorite character of the silly series
0: I think the problem I also have with the plot, and this leads into maybe the ending and I'm sorry, we're maybe jumping around or going too fast, is there? there's not really anyone to hate throughout this whole game. And then they're they, they they're like, w- w- uh, here's Melly. <laughs> but like... <laughs> eh, but Melly's not a villain. They're He's just not... A... There's, but yeah, there is yeah. really no like... No. Villain, per se. There, there are people in the town that you're like, oh, are you going to turn on me? Well... well
1: I mean the potato guy has a villain turn for a minute and so does for a minute the commander. Yeah, and that's the part I but
2: hated. I, so here's the thing. I actually really liked Wally. Wally. I actually really liked that end that that section leading up to that and what the ending was because you sort of got the first theme of hey maybe religious extremism is bad by the end of the fourth mm-hmm. thing. When the fifth started and ended and then the world is gripped by fear, it underlined what the other theme of what a lot of people were going through is that, hey, maybe making fear-based decisions is a really bad idea. And maybe doing things based solely out of fear is also a really bad idea. And that entire... After you complete... Because the ice area is the fifth area, right? Yep, that's with yes. uh, After you complete the fifth area and you sort of understand that they are they are coming to terms with the fact that maybe maybe having such an extreme divide amongst their clans has never been good for this region. Mm-hmm. An event happens to implant the the theme of you've all just been reacting on fear, and it's something that they really underline with the Starly uh, side mission of a person who really wants to be with Starly but is terrified of it. And there's a a huge theme at that point of. Don't allow fear to hold you back. It is scary, but there are benefits if you push past that. And it's really important that I think Benny and Kamada happen. I do think it's a disservice that they took a very tropey way of doing it.
0: Yeah, when when mm-hmm. I was talking to Greg before the show, I was like, "When when Ninja Guy shows up and he transforms." Wally, my favorite character. I
2: love Wally so much that I was so happy. I was like, this is a
0: cool twist, not as cool as Ingo, but like, okay, Potato Guy is here and he's, and he he does the same exact thing that Oleana does, which is uh, our leader is doing something that you're not going to agree with and I'm here to stop you. And you defeat him and he goes, the same thing as Oleana goes, you must now stop. (laughs) Like, well, I mean, what what is interesting about those characters and
2: what happens with that trope is you un—they are the person that loves their friend unconditionally, but doesn't believe in the cause. Hmm. Neither Oliana or Benny believe in what they're doing. They are—they are, one hundred percent. Their that person's their best friend. Yes, and so when you show them a that you battle. can. Well, when you show them that, hey, I can defeat you and I actually pose a threat. They immediately drop the cost because their only concern ever has been their friend. And both of them are like, please go save this person because I understand that they're lost. You understand that they're lost. But I, as this super supportive friend, could never do anything about it. And that is a quick trope lesson of like. Not calling out your friends and like only being super supportive and you know not not dealing with troubling behavior. It is a shortcut that I think has become so tropey that we've really we tend to gloss over what that actually does for a game. And I do wish they'd spend more time on it. I wish they would really underline it. And again, they just they quit trope it with so that you get the gist of what's happening, and it it does undercut. Some of what's happened,
0: I just don't like how uh, I just don't like how the commander turns. I just don't think he, there's like enough there to justify him.
1: They they gave you one sentence that he he and
0: Benny's town,
1: wherever they came yeah. from, had been destroyed by Pokemon that had gone on a rampage, and that's why he was afraid they, of Pokemon out of control.
2: They do three things. At the beginning, he talks about that they don't trust you. Mm-hmm. Then there's a second thing where refugees show up on Hisui region. They region they are said that they are travelers they're hinted that they're refugees and then the third are you talking is about the that Ginko Ginko town-
3: people
2: uh no, no there's no, a no. scene where you go to the beach and there's a bunch of people who have come yeah from a bunch other of people are coming oh, off I a boat
0: completely forgot yeah. that part so
2: there's there are three things that happen that suggest that hamada has a fear-based belief system the biggest is that their town had been destroyed by rampaging Pokemon and they were here to stop it. Fundamentally, like the
1: unspoken thing, right? The, the big paradox that has to be resolved, even if it's not clearly resolved, is these people do say that they come from places where people are comfortable with Pokemon. So these are people who are inherently have chosen to come here because they're not comfortable with Pokemon right they they're like literally like where i come from people battle with pokemon yeah, well, and there's actually a mix there's some people who are like
2: i've come here to, because it, i want a more peaceful existence with pokemon mm-hmm. so it suggests that in other areas people work with pokemon as weapons which we've seen in the movies it's kind of a hint to the Lucario movie where they're in the past and they have armies of pokemon it's also a hint to
0: i mean x and y the
2: kalos a-, a Z in yeah. in callous reason of of a war there. So those are those are ties of we are coming here to be peaceful, uh, but the person who's in charge has basically PTSD. Light they hint at it, um, and is making decisions based off of that. And again, because they went so tropey and they didn't do a deep dive, it's really easy to miss those moments. And write them off because they don't do a good job in the A plot line of of really doubling down on those things. But I, I I can think of those three strong instances where they suggest that this is who he is. And also,
1: his main like every anytime he confronts something unknown, what's the first thing he does? Sumo toss. Yeah. Right. He's he just reacts with violence.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. his first yeah.
1: his first instinct.
0: Yeah, I just, I I didn't love, like, plot aside, and this was the other thing that was maybe hard to communicate, I just think the, like, the emotion that the game wanted to give me of that final battle just fell so flat, and I think of, like, I think of, like, as a kid playing Red and Blue, and, like, going through the Elite Four and losing over and over and over again because my Blastoise had Surf, Hydro Pump bubble beam and like whatever other (laughs) water type move because that's how i thought you were supposed to play as a kid and then like beating lance and being like i'm the champion and then getting through that door and being like oh i have another battle and it's my rival and now i just lost my rival because i could barely beat lance and as a kid you know that took me 20 30 40 tries to do because i was 10 and i didn't have the internet and i didn't have a strategy guide and i was just brute forcing it And that felt like a huge accomplishment. Like, I finally beat my rival, this dude that was saying, like, smell you later for 40 hours. And then I think of, like, a game like Black and White, which is, like, the first game where I'm, like, somewhat of an adult, right? (laughs) And when all the gym leaders come at the end, you know, even even though that's not just simply beat the Elite Four, when all the gym leaders show up at the end, that's, like, a really powerful moment in that game. I think
1: the high drama, yeah, where they're after the sages.
0: And then, yeah. even, even though the, the the plot line is, is, is pretty garbage in uh, Sword and Shield with the chairman Rose stuff, I still think the what well, makes no
2: sense. <laughs> I, yeah. still,
0: I still think the ending of the game sets up that you're gonna beat this guy that no one else has beaten and then you go through that whole champion circuit and then you battle Leon. I think still feels great. And I even if you're good at Pokemon, I think Leon at least provides somewhat of a like, oh, he knows what he's doing. Like he opens really strong with Aegislash and and it's pretty all right. At the end of this game, you catch either Dialga or Palkia. You go back to town. There's some dialogue and there they and a lot of the dialogue is just like people repeating yourself in the building then you get out of the building and you got to repeat yourself again and then you get up to the mountain you got to repeat yourself again and then you're like okay here's here's whatever you choose you know i chose palkia the first time so that means dialga showed up and then it was just a two-minute ramen battle and then it was done We had a very different experience. <laughs> we did. We did. And we I. We had a very different experience. I, I thought I, that the game was going to, like, this is the opportunity where, with Palkia, you do bat, like, when I, you have to battle Palkia. Like, it, it is a normal yeah. legendary thing. So yeah. I thought with Dialga, I was like, okay, we're gonna, we're gonna throw some ramen. We're gonna have this battle. It's gonna, it, I, I felt, and this was the thing that Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon did. I thought we were gonna battle an Ultra Necro, Necro, Necro Necrozma again. I think the ending to Ultra Sun on Moon isn't anything special, that's why I didn't bring it up compared to Sword and Shield, Black and White, and Pokemon Red and Blue. But I do think that if anyone remembers a high moment in Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, it is when you battle Ultra Necrozma, Necrozma. and the same person who made Ultra Necrozma, and ultimately Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, was in charge of this game. I had the expectations, and maybe that was bad on me, that this Dialga fight was going to be different than everything up to this point and I, I i threw ramen at it for 2 minutes and then i captured it and i was and then credits rolled and i was like this this was the end of that game <laughs> and i was like i was like twitch chat do what ha- do i don't get to battle it and their answer was you did it too fast so it was over before it prompted you a battle
3: and I just throw I mean, my there were,
1: Yeah, there were opportunities to throw out yeah. your Pokemon. Just no, like every I, other I too, frenzied noble. I, I mean, I
2: I did watch, and I will say that 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 is my biggest complaint about the noble battles is it wasn't hard coded to do a Pokemon battle, but mm-hmm. I did have to do a big battle at the end. Mm. I did have to do this whole this whole thing to, to, to deal with the new threat which I had picked yeah Palkia was the one that I was fighting at the very end, and I do think I was very invested in the theme, so when I got kicked out and seeing the two clans come together and be like, "We have to do this in super secret scroll way, and like them working together behind the scenes felt like my gym leader moment from from black mm. and white, like here are these two people who have consistently been against working together who who understand that. I am being wronged that the region is in danger and they are definitely putting everything aside to get this done and do what needs to be done. And then it leads up to what for me was a very epic battle. Like it was tough. I should have maybe thought more about what was going to happen, but yeah, I had to fight and I did fight and it was a big <laughs> thing and I had a lot of fun. And then it was like, yeah, I caught it and credit troll. And I felt, like I had earned a festival because I had done a big thing and I I will absolutely say that that needed to be hard coded that needed to yeah. not be skippable
0: I think that I think that should have been for all the noble yes. battles I I you know on the first impressions I said the noble battles were some of the worst parts of this game It's funny cuz when Irene did the cleaver battle I was like hey how do you feel about like cleaver, and she was like, "Oh, I just stood at the corner of the tree, and he couldn't hit me, and I just threw, I just threw packets at him, and I laughed because she cheesed it the way like I cheesed it, which was like I wasn't cheesing it because it was hard. I was just like, I bet I can cheese this, and like, yeah, you, you can, you can <laughs> yeah, cheese you it can. very easily. I don't know how she felt about the Liligant battle. Real, real quick on the noble battles. I actually think if all the noble battles were similar to Avalug, I would have had a very." I, I would feel very different about those battles because I think the Avalug battle is actually really good. Uh, it, it puts you in a position where it it's, it teaches you the mechanics right, right away. Like, Avalug has this attack. Now he has this attack. Now he has this attack. And halfway through that battle, he starts merging those two attacks. And I really don't think the Noble battles up to that point really taught you in a way where it felt fair. Mm. The Avalug battle... Is the one battle where you felt like, oh, I do want to actually use my Pokemon in between where the, the Cleaver battle did not feel that way. The Lilligant battle definitely didn't feel that way, especially if your Cleaver battle went like poorly. You're like, why would I ever throw out my Pokemon? It's faster just to ramen in it to death. The Arcanine one is the one that is actually unfair. And yeah. at least the like cleaver and the, the Liligant and I would say the Electrode rely on like skill and no luck. There's no luck to that. It's just can you dodge properly? The Arcanine one can either be the easiest one or the hardest one because Arcanine will lock the center of the arena. And then he will he will either he will pick one of the four quadrants to stand in to do his like ultimate fireball attack. And if he picks the one farthest away from you. It is significantly harder, still doable, but significantly harder versus if he picks the one you're in. Because if he picks the so, one you're in, you you can't miss him. He's right in front of you. Yeah. You just ramming him until.
2: There's a thing that they don't tell you about, and they don't tell you about it until the Avalug one. But when you do the dodge, you gain invulnerability. Now they tell you that for Liligant, do they? I forget they yes. don't. But you can dot. You can jump into the center and then jump again so that. Air in there, you have to jump through twice and you'll never get hurt. Because you have that invulnerability for the split second and you can hit Y again. So it's not great at telling you that because it looks like oh, I'll just get hurt. Yeah. Which I do think the Arcanite fight is frustrating. I I was so angry at it. I was just like, this is nonsense. But I the like the second time I did it, I realized, oh, the invulnerability thing's there. So if I jump in the center and then jump out again i won't get hit by the fire circle and i can close the gap but the game isn't great at
0: telling you that and there there was a there was an interview with like miyamoto uh about like mario games and how a mario game will walk you like will teach you something and then the next level will teach you something and then the next level will teach you something and then the final level you have to use everything you've learned and put that together and the yeah. avalog battle does that yeah no other, the Dialga one or the Palkia one. I'm sure they're the same. The 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 electrode. No, they don't really teach you the the pattern that you're supposed to learn. It's just you learn it by like getting hit like three or four times and being like, ah, well, I can't get hit one more time. And I don't think anyone. I, I don't think any of them were hard. Uh, apparently, I did the Dialga one so fast that I I didn't even get an opportunity to battle the Pokemon, which is frustrating. Um, I don't think any I, I don't think any of them are hard, but just because I did it easier than other people, I don't think people should feel bad that they failed it, because I think a lot no. of it is is really unfair. It's like when people say Dark Souls is hard and it's like this moment's not hard. This moment is just you didn't know existed and because you turned the corner and you got your you got killed was because it was a surprise factor. Like you shouldn't yeah. feel bad that you died there. Yeah. You just didn't know. I mean,
2: it's what <laughs> you know I, it's final fantasy 14 first day first patch day nobody knows how to do the dungeons and you all wipe mm-hmm. on the boss and then a week later you've done them so many times you know the patterns that they're a breeze like it learning the pattern is part of the game <laughs> yeah like you, you have to learn what it's going to do and once you know the pattern is designed to not be hard at that point
0: and i would i would never fault anyone for for picking up where they left off like if you if you no. died at 25 percent health left just don't feel bad picking like they're not if it's fun then restart it at full health like when i when I, I i i died to the arcanine once and then i died to Dialga once and the arcanine one i died because i thought you were supposed to aim for the fireballs of his head yeah. And so when I aimed up for the first three, they disappeared, but that's because the ramen like fell on top of them and I didn't notice, yeah. but it went through the ball. So I was like, oh, that's what you have to do. And then I'm aiming for like the fourth and fifth and it's like not working because now it's missing Arcanine. And I'm like, where am I supposed to? You're just supposed to aim for the Arcanine. Yeah. And then the Diago one, I I died with it like 10% health first time doing it. And I restarted at full health because I was like, you know, that was kind of fun. I bet I can definitely do it this time. But, like, I would never be like, oh, you didn't you didn't restart at full health. You're like, <laughs> if you're not having fun with yeah, it, just, yeah. just finish it. It's not that big just of a deal. Just finish it.
1: Which is what I did.
0: But, like, again, I guess I really wanted an ultra necrosma moment, especially with Dialga or whichever the final one was. And yeah. I didn't get that. And to me, that's why I really, like, yeah. it was It was hard for me on stream. Like, like, I see credits and everyone's like, how'd you like it? And I was like... Uh, I didn't like
2: it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I like it. It is frustrating that it wasn't a hardcode moment because I w- I was watching that stream when you did that, and I'm like, Mm-mm-mm. we had vastly different experiences, and that it stinks that you got a worse experience, and it mm. it the game shouldn't have allowed that because it's for me it was an Ultra Necrozma moment. It was a uh, oop. <laughs> I don't know what actual moves it has, and my team
0: is being I run don't even over know by semi trucks. Seventy-five,
3: uh, it's, I'm guessing.
0: Oh, I don't remember. Seventy, I think. Because alternate Krosno was what sixty-five, seventy. It was it was much tougher than it, the Elite it's Four. Somewhere, it's somewhere.
2: It's either sixty-five or seventy. I don't remember. I have to look. But I, I mean, I was under-leveled, and I, I really didn't think about. I thought it was a master ball moment. I thought it would come out. We created this ball, and I just throw the ball. So when I went into a thing and I'm like, well, I don't know why I expected it to be me just throwing well, a ball.
1: <laughs> my, my only question with that last battle is where did the bombs come from? They just magically appeared. We didn't make bombs for Palkia. Bombs?
3: But they just... The bombs. The, the, the oh, ramen the packets. Bombs, I'm yeah. using
1: the correct name. Got the bombs. It. It's like all of a sudden you have a bucket of bombs.
2: Uh, the person that you so, the person that you did is a throw-off line, but the person that you didn't choose to go around the rest of the to go to the sure people, so irida e- for me yeah they say oh I'm gonna go research elsewhere and shows up to the final battle okay. with with the things, uh that's what they're doing while you are getting the um the lake trio all right stuff.
1: that puts it together for me so well you also didn't like the ending, I mean I didn't. <sighs> I, I, It's really hard to say. <laughs> I had a bad experience overall with the game, but that is less about the game than more about the people that I interact with all the time who kind of ruined the experience for me. Mm. It's like, it, it honestly the animal made me effect. feel like that's part of it, that I don't want to be in a Pokemon community anymore because if everybody's got to throw everything in my face all the time, it ruins the games for me. And it's not only like, the, the Animal Crossing thing was part of it, and I will say, I almost feel like my game is broken because guess what? Bojean has not evolved. And I have finished the game. And you guys have gone through a whole story with the wormple going into a cascoon and a silcoon, and no, not that not You just have to like talk to me. him
0: every now and then. I do, and he a-
1: especially you know. after after you guys started talking about that. All he says is something about like, oh, the the nobles are really powerful, and you keep saying did, that over and over. Did
2: you again. talk to Bojean?
1: Yes. Hmm. I talked to both of them. I wonder
0: if it but, has but to also, be like a Dex thing, where like you got to get wormple to like level ten or something. <laughs> I'm wormpled out. But also. <laughs>
1: I the, I feel my game is broken because I did not have an outbreak until I unlocked the fourth area. I did not have a single outbreak. Where
0: there were some people like that that's a frequent question in my into my Twitch chat, is like I haven't gotten an outbreak yet, and I was like, Oh, you have to like kinda of force it. You kinda of have to keep going in and out of Jubilee. Ah, I, I was. I was. Yeah. Because I kept weird. doing
1: the little side missions. But the other thing like about like being in the community that ruined it is like people Just say things without thinking, oh, hey, maybe somebody didn't want to hear that. So, like, when I was finishing the game yesterday and I was talking to somebody on FaceTime and I'm like, oh, I'm just about to uh, do the final thing. You know, I've made this magical ball. And he said, oh, yeah, that's just like all the yellow ones. It's going to be like all the yellow ones. I was like, well, great. All the yellow. No surprise. All the nobles.
0: Oh, he's like that. Oh, battle is going to be
1: like the nobles. I see what you're saying, and it's like, oh, well, now I, I, okay, <laughs> you know, thank you. But for me, it was like death by a thousand cuts because I had so many experiences like that. You know, I was talking to somebody and like, oh, I'm, I'm in the third area, and they're like, oh yeah, I'm there too. I'm preparing this, this, and this for back Ski you didn't have to tell me that, so that I could enjoy that part of the story.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, I know where you're coming yeah. from.
0: It's it's hard too, as like a streamer of, you know, people coming in, like trying to tell you how to play, or like, did you do this yet? Did you do this yet? Like, I was watching a streamer, um, before the game, like the night the game came out. You know, I wasn't playing till the next game. I was watching the streamer, and like their chat was like, I "Can't wait till you get to that ponytail quest. You should just do the ponytail quest. Hey, once you get the ponytail quest, you should do it." And it's like, even that ruins it for somebody because you're like why like what makes this quest so special and obviously when you when you get you're like oh it's a shot like it's we it's like a weird like they like you can backseat by like telling somebody what they should be doing which don't backseat but you can also like indirectly backseat by being like just by being like hey do this quest you need to do this quest it's going to give you Mm -hmm. something good and it's like that is also still backseating
2: I very much have tried to get into the habit of asking people, where are you at? What's the last thing you did? So yeah. that I know what I can and cannot talk to. I also, because I will still say, I don't know the actual ending of this game. I have my thoughts about it. But I've also been opening people who are like, hey, have you been playing? Have you been enjoying Arceus? And I always say this following sentence, I like it a lot. Please don't tell me Anything about the game, unless you know where I'm at. Anything that I've crossed is fair game. But if you're farther than me,
1: I don't want. I don't well, want to talk and, about and, it. I mean, I'm just. I see things people are posting on social media and yeah. stuff like that, and it's. I
2: I got it. I've been in a pretty heavy Twitter blackout. Some, <laughs> I saw I saw a name of something that I don't know, which I'm like, I don't know what that is, and I'm tempted to look it up, but
1: I'm not going to. I'm just going to ignore it and run into it when I run into it. I I would say also like for me personally, if if I was in a vacuum, if I was in a a complete space with, without other people around, I probably would have taken three to six months to complete this game because knowing the way that I would enjoy playing it, I would do area one and I would thoroughly do everything in area because this is like the same way that I do regular games. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then like, when I get to area two and unlock something that allows me to explore area one more, I'd go back to area one again and do even more and just keep going back and forth and not even worry about progressing the story in any kind of a, a rapid way. But so many people are just like so like adamant about pushing this, that, and that. I was like, well... It's really going to be ruined for me if I try to take as much time as I would want to
0: take. <laughs> yeah, and that's why, I, like, yeah. normally when I play through a Pokemon game, I'm like, I'm just going to focus on the A storyline, I'm going to get through it as fast as possible, and then I don't feel stressed of, like, did you know that Lysander was the villain? Well, I didn't need to beat the game to know that, it was pretty obvious within the first hour of the game, but, you know... Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, I have a very strong suspicion of
0: who the actual villain of this game is, but uh, I have a suspicion myself. Yeah,
3: <laughs> um, and there there were things but that I were spoiled looked up. for
0: me on. You know, I I did look up spoilers before the game came out, specifically Pokemon, and I was accidentally spoiled. That was my bad on other stuff, and and I still think that like for me, the game was still shocking and surprising in moments, and surprisingly, the Ingo stuff was not spoiled at all, and that was.
1: Because like, nobody knows who Ingo was.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't care. Uh, and that was, like, a such a cool moment for me. And it was cool to see, like, Benny be a ninja and stuff. And that was, like, cool. I mean, his dialogue kind of, yeah. like, was like, "Oh, okay, whatever. You're, like, just, uh, you know, ninja Oleana right now. And maybe the Oleana Rose thing wouldn't bother me so much if that wasn't, like, the last Pokemon game of, like, this is the same exact thing. But I get it. It's just, like... Yeah. Mm. It's... It, the... I mean... I
2: actually, when when I ran into Ingo, I actually yelled out loud. And Brent's like, "Why is this important?" I'm like, "I can't even explain it to you. (laughs) It means a lot to me right now. (laughs) I'm having a moment."
0: I wanna. I think. I think we. I wanted to talk about Nobles. I think we. I think we did that. Um, want to switch gears a little bit to the like the things I really like about this game. Um, and it it's just it's it's just the overall. Fluidity is that a word?
2: How yes. fluid and the game is a word. Is.
0: Good job. It's just fun to play, and I th- yes. I, I think that like mm-hmm. graphically the game is bad, uh, and I really confirmed this when you get to the water area. Oh, and sorry,
1: you... you also ruined that for me because it's like things that I wouldn't care about all of a sudden I started looking for.
0: Okay, you, it's so hard <laughs> to avoid the pokeball in the water. Like you I can...
1: would not, I would not have noticed. I would not have looked. I wouldn't have cared. <laughs>
0: You can literally count the pixels on that Pokeball. It's fine, though, right? Like, you know, I played Ultra on... Graphics aside, the, the, like, the graphics are bad, and um, I think the battle system is still bad. But the overall going into an open world... Ish. Open world-ish. Catching <laughs> open Pokemon. Open-ish world. Farming items and that loop is very satisfying and very great. And I think somebody did a did a time test... And they 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 caught one Pokemon in Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl. And in that time of start and finish of catching that one Pokemon, they caught 12 Pokemon in Legends. I think the other thing about Legends that I really like, and probably people will disagree with, is I like that you just don't have to actually battle Pokemon. And I've talked about this before on Let's Go, and I talked about it last week. But you can catch every Pokemon without ever going into battle. You can use the mud, you can use the apricorns, you can use the goopy, sticky, whatever that thing is called. And I would rather sit in the grass for, like, a minute to, like, wait for them to calm down or to wait for them to turn around than to start a battle. I know in my head that starting the battle and doing the battle would be faster, but I just have so much more enjoyment, like, waiting for him to turn around, throwing a smoke bomb, walking up, like... I don't know why. I don't know what part Uh, of that. I mean, it's just, it's where you're at, right? Like, and it's the noises, I think, too. Like, the, like, isn't there, wasn't there a study of, like, how certain noises, like, that's why, like, text tones are the way they are, ringtones are the way they are, but, like, that noise when you backstab a Pokemon with a Pokeball is so satisfying. (laughs) And I'm just, I love hearing it and I love doing it. It's, it's like, um, it's like the even like the like headshot slayer or whatever in Halo. Like it was very like oh my god, like it felt good. And Killzone had that
2: it, too. It
3: had like a little. Ping. It's very
2: affirming. Yeah, they did a good job of. There's the normal sound, and then there's the back sound, and like, it's louder, it's brighter, it's a different tone. It is a. It is very congratulatory, and yeah, it. They did a great sound design. Uh, I could care less. I just. If I'm there to catch it, like if you're beat, I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to scroll through and find the thing. I have Pokemon with me for a reason. Let's just fight, because I am
0: tired of this garbage. Yeah, I think I think the the thing we also didn't talk about is just like the movement between Stantler to Basca Legion to Braverary is is fantastic, brilliant. Uh, and it just feels, it it, it it's like they took everything from. Sun and Moon and Ultra Sun and Moon and they just they just figured it out. They just got it. And like we always talk about how this company can't get the internet stuff right from YCOM to Festival Plaza to the PSS to what like it sometimes it's better sometimes it's worse. (laughs) There's a lot of things in this game that are just better. Yeah. And that's and that's great. Battle System is not one of them.
2: I, I mean, I, again, I mentioned this before. I, I get very excited to play this game. I am curious. I, I've been trying to sort this out. I am curious how much of my super excitement is from how frustrated I felt with Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl. Mm. And I'm one, like, I, I'm wondering how much going from sort, if I went from Sword and Shield straight to this game, what that experience would have been like, um, and I don't. Re- I I've, I've been sort of like thinking about. It. I don't have a good answer for that. I still think I would really, really love this game, but I. I and part of me is also like, I can't possibly fathom playing Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl right now. <laughs> I just can't. I and I again. I like I said. I want to put this game in my other Switch and start all over again and catch all the things that I that I didn't catch the first time to really understand a lot of what was happening in the story and in the world and really see what they're pointing to. But I still have a lot to do in the game that I'm actively playing because I know I'm not at the end of the game. Because the the very first thing you're commanded to do, as I said to Logan, I'm like, I haven't done the very thing I was told to do when I fell into this world. Mm-hmm. So I know the game can't be done because I was told I had to do it. And I didn't do it at credits.
1: Although every Pokemon
0: game does right. tell you to do that,
2: but I don't. But not every Pokemon game has a godlike Pokemon commanding me through a text message. If,
0: if you were to go back and listen to, I think the Sun and Moon series, or maybe it was the Ultra Sun and Moon series that we did, I I I, I remember saying like, "There is no reason to ever catch more than one Pokemon," because there's not. You you go and you catch a Furfru, and you have it. You go and you catch an Oricorio, and you have it. You go and you catch a Grubbin, and you evolve it to a bug and you evolve it to a Vikavolt. You have no reason to ever catch that again. And before anyone was like, well, what about competitive? If you were into competitive, you would catch that one Pokemon, you would head to the daycare, and then you would breed. Because there's mm-hmm. there's no reward for catching random wild Pokemon. In let's go Pikachu let's go Eevee they gave you reasons to catch po- more than one Pokemon Um, because that's how that was how you got experience they gave you a reason and I think that's what they were struggling with all of these years of like for a game about catching Pokemon You sure don't do a lot of it. (laughs) I I would imagine that, like, somebody who doesn't care about completing the Pokedex, but somebody who buys a Pokemon game to experience the eight gyms, the Elite Four, and the credits, I would imagine they probably catch less than 50 Pokemon. I would imagine that, like, the, the Pokemon that they catch, they keep on their team and they rarely change because that was another problem with this series early on. Like in black and white, if you if you if four if five of your Pokemon are at level forty and you want to add a new Pokemon and it's level fourteen, good luck in the last two gyms to get that Pokemon up to level. Unless you want to grind Audino, and a normal I just want to play this game and you know move back to Fortnite when I'm done. A normal person isn't going to grind Audino to get that Pokemon up, right?
2: I some will <laughs>
0: like yeah if maybe they really some like will it, but yeah. like you know X and Y kind of solve that with. You know, everyone's getting XP, yeah. and there's like rubber banding. So they they've made all of these changes over the year, years. You know, throughout the the twenty five years of making these games, they they just seem to get better and better and better and more accessible. And like, hey, do you want to? Do you actually want to complete a Pokedex? Do you actually want to understand the battle system? Do you actually want to make it to the end to like see the credits? Do you actually want to stick around for post game and maybe shiny hunt or breed or? do contests like they've done so many of these things so well and i think let's go was a really great step in like here's a reason why you want to catch more than one mostly because you have to but like hey it's pretty fun and i think this game really solidifies that of like i have probably caught a hundred tot but they're they're right there it's easy to throw a Pokeball and keep running. I know it's probably going to catch. If it doesn't, that's okay. I'm still running away. <laughs> I'm going to hear that click sound eventually. The the Just the concept of catching and moving throughout that world feels incredible. And I cannot yeah. fathom playing another game that doesn't have that. Like, they accomplished it. They did it. And even though like, Sword and Shield was... A step back from let's go in the sense of like kind of going back to like well why do i need to catch five zigzagoons i have one it's good enough sword and shield at least introduced max raid battles which was like i do want to catch these because i'm already here and i'm just throwing one pokeball and why would i not throw the one pokeball right it's like let me just throw the one pokeball cool i caught it and i moved on like they, the Sword and Shield also did the thing, which it's frustrating that Legends doesn't have, is like they, they have like a, a stat page where like you've caught 10,000 Pokemon, you've caught 14,000 Pokemon. Um, it shows you how many of a specific Pokemon you caught. Like you caught 500 Cramorant. And oddly enough, that was the way to shiny hunt in that game is by getting those Pokemon to 500. Not everyone who plays the Pokemon, not everyone who plays a Pokemon game cares about the battling. Cares about like competitive, cares about like learning what fairy is weak to. By the way, it's like steel and poison. Uh, <laughs> yes. To make a game that's so focused on completing the decks and to and to have the decks be way more advanced than you just caught Landorus. Alright, that box is checked, you're done. Is something that I feel is important to the franchise going forward. I think this advanced yeah. decks is the actual, like, takeaway from the game that I feel like people aren't really talking about. I, I see, it's a little frustrating to see, and look, I get If this is your favorite Pokemon game, this is your favorite Pokemon game. But I, I do see a bunch of people being like, this is the best Pokemon game ever made. And it's just like, eh, you debatable. are... The amount of th- like I this game is incredible, very good, recommend sixty dollars, love it. I I am still playing it. I will probably be playing it until whenever the next Pokemon game comes out. You know, maybe I'll go back to Sword and Shield for a little bit, especially for competitive. But oh
2: dang it, I have to sign up for that thing.
0: But yeah, like I can see myself playing this game for the rest of the year because I do, and this is what we haven't talked about yet. I do think there's a way more than I thought in post game to do, and that's great. But this game is missing double battles uh the whole battle system i think is is just bad in general um this game is missing any sort of multiplayer which i think is a really strong pillar in the series and to to like the amount of fun people had with dynamax adventure and max raid battles and not having this in every Pokemon game going forward is a huge disservice. I want to play with three other people. They figured it out in Sword and Shield. They made it fun. They figured it out twice in Sword and Shield. They did max raid battles, and then they did Dynamax Adventure. And while they're slightly similar, they're still different experiences, and they're both fun in their own way. Like, it is fun to go through Dynamax Adventure deciding which team you want to build, and it is fun doing max raid battles with your favorite Pokemon. Like, they figured it out. And like I feel like the, just as in, just like the decks in this game is important going forward for other games, I think a multiplayer experience like Sword and Shield offered is just as important going through in in other games.
2: If, if if big if, and I'm not saying they should, and I'm not saying this will happen, but if they were to do a DLC for this game, I would like them to add a multiplayer area that has like I a dynamic adventure or. Or some sort of multiplayer anything. Like, we, we've we established that we that we can cross the dimensions through our ARC phone. Like, I, I would like to see if there's going to be a DLC that that DLC has a multiplayer part to it. Yeah, where
1: I, you can connect with people. So to respond to everything that Steve just said, because he just went, like, talking straight for 10 minutes without break. <laughs> Number one. <laughs> This is probably the first time I've ever played a Pokemon game where, realizing that my Pokemon were underleveled because I rushed through the story and I couldn't get past uh, Braviary Girl, I went into my my pasture and I was like, oh, I have actually caught Alpha Pokemon that are at the same level as hers. I'm just going to swap them into my team and use these higher level Pokemon. The main selling point when people ask me whether they should get this game or not that I tell people is Pokedex completion makes you feel like you're actually doing research, yeah, because it really you does. are if you're you're looking at the Pokedex, it's asking you to examine specific activities of the Pokemon and you're going out and doing that to complete it. and I was like, this is a huge like this is a huge draw of the game like it's it's not just catch and you're done. It's it's more realistic to actually doing research in that way. As far as the multiplayer, I think that if they had included the complexity of some sort of multiplayer on the level of anything where we would have found it a reasonable and enjoyable experience, it, it would have made the game too complicated. They're introducing a lot of new things in the way that this game is played. And, you know, when Arceus 2 comes out, yes <laughs> I, I, then fine, put in because now we were used to this type of yeah. Pokedex completion reduced you used to this kind of how you you capture the Pokemon and everything like that and 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 make the changes but this is like such a radical shift if they had done a ton of changes, people would have been turned off
2: i I, I can agree with that i i have a i have this a side question about alpha Pokemon because I've been seeing this on the internet that the Buizel... Oh, get a yeah, larger it does not buizel.
1: have to be an alpha. Hi, hi, mine is broken. I have caught 40 weasel. I am not kidding you. 40 weasel. None of them have been big enough. It needs to be 2.8. <laughs> it I does. Two the biggest one I've gotten was 2.7. Wow. Because
2: I keep, I keep seeing memes like, oh, this is the worst. I'm like, but it doesn't have to be an alpha. It just has to be it doesn't have larger to be, yeah, than 2.8. I caught an
1: alpha floatzel. Yes. Guess what it doesn't, doesn't count. count?
0: Yeah. Is that a, <laughs> a Buizel? I don't think you can get Alpha Buizel on the first area. I think you can only get him on the third area, and he spawns... Yeah, he, he's not like a static spawn like the Floatzel.
2: In the Buizel Pokedex, it's catch large versions of these. So once you get a large version, and it's...
1: Oh, guess what? Bigger. Two foot seven counts as a large version. <laughs> yeah. How deceiving.
2: You need two eight. <laughs> Need two eight. You need two eight. Uh, the one I gave is two nine. But I was very confused by the things because I'm like, but it doesn't have to be alpha. It just has to be. I mean, it'd be cool looking because it will stand there being alpha. I, if you want that, that's cool. But I didn't. I was like, I keep alphas
0: for me. I am yeah. consolidating my power. Thank you very much. You know the the game's also missing. You know it's missing like ribbons and marks. I think I think marks. Nobody cares about ribbons. No and one marks. cares about ribbons. That's true. I care about ribbons. I think marks was a great another great way that Sword and Shield gave you a reason to ne- catch Pokemon. Never
1: seen a mark in my life.
0: Um, the game is missing breeding. Uh, <laughs> the game. I am sad that it's missing breeding.
2: Breeding is one of my favorite things, and I really wish it was in this game.
0: Um, even though like you know a month ago I complained that breeding needs to be refreshed and different and. And this is this is the kind of the thing I'm talking about. Is is I don't think, I don't think most people are creative enough to think of like <laughs> that's why like game developers exist and why they're so clever. Like no, like no one I would have ever talked to on like Twitter or in our Slack, sorry Slack, or in our Discord or on Twitch chat would have been smart enough to think of like SOS. Like SOS was like a very like clever system. Yeah, I I, I think you're
2: underselling people. I think generally when the question is asked. People are
0: like, I have two minutes to come up with a whole solution. No, or like, or their default is, I want something old to come back. It's never like right. I want something new. And- but within,
2: like, these people also didn't have a day to come up with something. They had <laughs> a development cycle to come up with something new. Like, give me a development cycle, and absolutely, I can come up with something. I mean, for example, I'm trying to write a new RPG. And I'm like, I'm stuck on this part. If you asked me for a Lucian four days ago, I couldn't give it to you. I'm four days later, I've figured out a solution that I'm happy with. Yeah. Those things take time.
0: Yeah, I mean I and you know, if if I would I would expect reading to come back for a gen nine, you know, I would expect eight gyms to come back for a gen nine. I would expect the same battle system, hopefully with some of the changes. I think some of the changes in the battle system are good. And this is what we didn't talk about. I think I think changing sleep to drowsy was good i think changing frozen to frostbite is good and in a competitive sense the reason i think those are good is because ultimately there was not a difference between being frozen and being put to sleep you were still losing your turns between one to five turns until you randomly woke up from that status condition now there were moves scald or or flamethrower that would get rid of frozen early granted if you had those moves same with sleep if you were asleep you could use like sleep talk Or you could use Uproar to get rid of those moves. But ultimately, they were the same thing. And then, um, so when they changed Frozen to Frostbite, your special attack is now reduced. Which is great, because if you were burned, your physical attack is now reduced. So now there's an alternate to that. When you're paralyzed... Now, so some people might say, well, paralyzed and sleep are not the same, because there's a chance that you might not be able to act. Um, Paralyzed not only reduces your speed, um, and then... Prevents you supermat- from it reduces your speed by fifty percent. I actually don't know if it that's the same in in Legends, but in like Sword and Shield, it reduces your speed by fifty percent.
2: It it does reduce your speed. I don't know if it's the fifty percent, but it does affect the turn order.
0: In, in in Legends, if you're drowsy, you might not be able to move. But um, I believe you take more damage when you're drowsy. You take more damage. They I'm I'm I think that is important going forward for competitive stuff, and I, I, I do strongly believe that like there's no way they get rid of the current competitive format. Obviously they've made changes to the competitive format. They've made they made a change to tailwind in Sword and Shield that was really drastic. You know, they've changed abilities before, they've changed how moves Brave splinch. bird. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was uh what was Talonflame's Gale Wings Gale Wings they changed. Yeah, they changed Gale Wings. There are the, you know, they introduce Pokemon like Regieliki, <laughs> just like completely destroy the format. Urshifu exists because protect. Anyways, I, I ex, I, I am frustrated with the, just the, the concept of trying to simplify this battle system. And I think they failed on two parts. And this is, I, I do want to talk about this because I, I don't think it was talked about well enough last week. So, there, there's there's two parts of the battle system. I think they failed on both parts. I think they failed on the single player part of the battle system. And I think they failed on the competitive part of the battle system. And I get it. This game was not meant to be competitive. But, but I think in a competitive sense, just changing how moves work, current moves work, just seemed so backwards. Like, if I have been using AquaJet for 20 years, and now AquaJet does something different... Why? Because I know in but, the f- But they they change moves all the time. But it, it it's part in the turn order. <laughs> but even a move like self-destruct, you know it doesn't like it it doesn't knock you out anymore, right? Self-destruct only does 80%. So you survive That's a self-destruct. Fine. They change moves all the time. But they also introduce new moves all the time. If they wanted okay. if they wanted if, they, if they're if they going to change moves to fundamentally do something different, like Stealth Rock. Stealth Rock isn't even remotely the same as what it is. In Gen 9, or whatever gen is coming next, is Stealth Rock not going to do what it did in Gen 8? Uh,
1: well, the question is, is Gen 9 a traditional, like we're used to, old-style Pokemon game? Or is it a Legends Arceus-style game?
0: In a competitive sense, there's no way they're going to get away from how successful sword and shield was competitively like i cannot imagine and if you look at this game they got they got rid of moves that hit two pokemon which still is very dumbfounding to me uh they changed the whole turn order they purposely didn't put a competitive thing in because because the actual battle system in this game is broken like you can abuse it in your in in, in your favor and there there is like no multiplayer So this is, to me, this is like, this is a one-off battle system that we're just trying. We're going to go back to normal things in the future.
1: Uh, No. And going back to normal things in Uh, the future is like, Aqua Jet's going to work the way it's
0: going to. Self-Destruct's going to work the way it's going to. Giga Impact (laughs) is going to work the way it's going to. Think of
1: it differently. Think of it as you have traditional Monster Hunter games and you have Monster Hunter stories. They're both Monster Hunter games, but the battle systems in both are completely different, and they live in their own worlds. Yeah. We will have, for, for competitive, you'll have traditional Pokemon game. For this other style of game, the Art Legends Arceus style game, you'll have this type of... They, they, they I, don't I, but have that, to overlap.
0: That's assuming that there's going to be more Legends Arceus, just like that's pe- that's people assuming that there's going to be more Let's Go, right? Everyone thought that there yeah. was going to no? be like a I Let's mean, Go Diamond, Let's Go Pearl. You know what we got? But, we got but, a, uh, the traditional faithful Diamond and Pearl, right? So uh, it's I mean, it's a
1: one shot. You close the book. You say they they tried this type of battle system, and it was for that one game, and it's done.
2: I, I mean, I think the changes they made sense given like the world they created right like mm-hmm. it is a reflection of what you expect and i i i can see it both from a story wise it makes sense that they changed them from a developer wise like hey let's throw out some ideas about how these things could work and we can do it in this game because we're changing a lot and we're doing an active time system so if we go towards a more active turn order system in future installments of the regular series, how can we it work with these things? Especially if swapping out doesn't become a thing, doom because I think in double battles like Stealth Rock doesn't see correct me if I'm wrong, but Stealth Rock doesn't see a ton of use. No, it does not no, smart yeah, singles. Yeah. yeah. So like when you look at it that way and you think, okay, well Stealth Rock works in a very different way now, it fits in a competitive aspect where Stealth Rock has fallen out of favor, and this is the game where the world doesn't work the way you expect it to for those ideas to come into play i and I, whether I would... or not they accept them and move them forward is a decision that they'll have to make like I think we can agree that frostbite is better i'm iffy about drowsy um, i think drowsy
0: is better than sleep
3: yeah i
2: i'm i'm i i, I have not a strong feeling either way i i i i they don't make it very clear that there's an extra added benefit to it yeah so (laughs) i mean this company is very good at making things not clear right so i think like outside of a competitive situation drowsy doesn't feel any different than paralysis yes so in that way i think it fails because they don't really explain what's happening and outside of a competitive aspect where taking more damage matters than missing turns, I I think it come it feels stronger there. Whereas here, I'm like, okay, but I didn't miss my turn, and I still blasted them away because I have type advantage because I know how type advantage work. So ultimately, Drowsy did nothing because I got to move right away, and I never took damage, so I never saw me taking more damage.
1: Yeah, I, I want to follow on what Greg said just to, before we get too far away from it. But one of the key things, which if you think about it just a little bit, we are clearly in a different universe. Yes. Yeah. Why would you expect the rules of Pokemon <laughs> battle to be exactly the same as every other universe because when it, you're clearly in a different... No, it's about story. It's not about spreadsheet about power. Wars. It's about drive. Uh, and no... Going second along with that, Think. this Fail. battle system, at which I I will hold on to my last breath about so much of the decisions for this game, this battle system is designed to make you feel like you are in a field with Pokemon who are in your face battling. You're not standing on a platform over there waiting patiently for decisions to be made and the the. The choice to be plugged in, you are made to feel like you are there with the battle, and that's that's what this battle system is designed as. It's
0: bad though.
1: You want, because you <laughs> but, want spreadsheet wars, no, I don't and this want game is not. You absolutely want this. <laughs> I, okay. This game used to give me five stages priority when I, and now this move doesn't give me five stages yeah, priority. I, I who think I cares think... who even. Thinks about that when you're in the heat of the, the grass and the <laughs> volcano and there's the an Arcanine standing there and a Zubat just came over because he just, he's a pain, nosy busybody. It is
0: confusing to me that if, if they want moves to act differently, then just make a new move. They've made new moves. Psy Shield Bash is a new move. It could have been, you know, with Weird Deer. Once again, you
1: introduce too much complexity and people are going to get turned off. People know this move name is a water type move. And I've heard you say it, which like blew my mind. I know what this move is called. I'm not going to read what it does. Yeah, You're a fool. You're a (laughs) fool. Look, you are a fool. The fact that- they constantly change the moves. Take a second to read the three sentences that describe what the move does. Especially
0: if the first time you do it, it doesn't work. Self destruct has always knocked you out. The fact that self destruct brings you to like twenty percent HP, and then probably in Gen Nine, self destruct is going to go back to knocking you out. Why not? Who make- knows? Why not make, knows? make a new move? Why not call it like? Because there's only so much
1: namespace out there, (laughs) people know that this is a move that's going to seriously damage me and do
0: serious damage to my opponent. They removed 20, they removed 94 moves from Sword and Shield.
1: I mean, what are all these people going to do when we get to Gen 9 and there's not 850 Pokemon available to them and they have to figure out which ones are there and which
0: ones aren't? I, are. I actually don't know how many moves they added to Legends. I know for sure one, Psy, Shield Bash. Bye. I know Headstrong, whatever, Claw from Ursaluna. Like, that's a new move too. Uh,
2: uh, there's a new one for Typhlosion, which I use Infernal Purge, I think?
0: Yeah, no, Parade. Parade. parade yeah that's so it they're, love they're, that they're move. adding new moves i think it, I bitter do think malice it's, <laughs> yeah if they're changing like okay this move now does 120 damage versus 100 damage like yeah sure that makes sense but like just straight up changing a move like self-destruct just or stealth rock just seems like just call it something different i mean what else do we not have in this game
1: we don't have move tutors we don't have TMs. We do technically have
0: HMs because Ingo
1: kind of has a memory for <laughs> I, I would say we kind of have move tutor tutors
0: because you have to like pay for those moves to like permanently unlock them.
1: I thought Zizu just made, gave you no, mastery. No, you have to, pay, you have to no, pay for them.
2: There are certain moves no, no, that you pay. Have
1: to you pay Zizu, but gives you mastery for. Did Zizu give you there's, additional moves?
2: There's All both, right. because yeah, I had to like, raise... They're
0: like 2000 or 4000 or $5,000. Because to...
2: one of the Pokedex entry for my Alakazam was used Psychic, and it doesn't have it. So I had to go to Zizu and say, hey, I need Psychic. And Zizu's like, uh,
0: that'll be $3,000. I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> so so, so the the competitive sense of like, they failed at that part, which is like, to be expected and to be fine, right? There is no verses in the game. There's no abilities. There's no held items. And for the record, I'm not mad about abilities and held items. I think it's fine. Like, that. I, I think for me, the thing that was frustrating was just changing how moves fundamentally work. And in a single player sense, I think the battle system is bad. Because, one, it can be abused. Let me give you two situations where it can be abused. A move that normally... So, so moves like Hyper Beam or Giga Impact. You use it, you wait a full turn, and then you're you're out, can't attack, and then you can do it again, right? And this was th- there was a really great strategy in Omega Ruby off of Sapphire slash Ruby and Sapphire where Norman would use Hyper Beam on his slacking, and his and then because because of slacking's ability of slacking off, he wouldn't be able to attack anyway because the ability would go into effect. And then he would be able to attack the next turn with Hyper Beam. Really, really great. Really, and very easy to counter. Right? You just protect that turn, attack him when he's slacking off, protect again. In this game, you can just Strong Style Hyper Beam with no punishment because Strong Style is gonna make you go to make you wait two turns, and you just oh no 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 that's not the real cheat. Do you want to know what the
3: real <laughs> cheat is that
1: happened to me? The Wild Pokemon Agile Style a move, and then when they get their second chance, they strong style that second one.
0: Yeah. so That's this yeah. mean. Yeah. So this is how busted the system is. When I was fighting Commander's Snorlax, he strong styled Hyperbeamed me and missed, and then I AquaJetted, which gives you priority, or not priority, but gives you priority the next turn. And I Agile styled AquaJet, so you know how it shows the move order, where it's like Weasel, weasel, weasel. Also, I beat the game with like a weasel and a glamio. Weasel, weasel, weasel. So I was able to, it said three. It said weasel, weasel, weasel. So I, I agiled Aqua Jet. And then it said it again. Weasel, weasel, weasel. And then I Aqua styled, I, I, I agile styled Aqua Jet again. And his Snorlax never came up. It was just weasels for the, well, because, yeah, because but- I was locked into the, the priority loop.
1: But Agile uses up more PP, so eventually you're going to run out faster than if you were just regular doing Aqua Jet.
0: But it sets you up in a position where, like, what the person did to you. You keep Agile styling until it's in range, and then last minute you switch to Strong Style. Well, it wasn't or it you a person, it was you... a Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I mean
2: that—that that
0: is what the
2: game is supposed. To, that is what this is supposed to do. Right? I mean, they there That's...
1: was a software update this morning. Maybe they fixed this.
0: There, there <laughs> is no, there is in no sense that that would be fun. Uh, if you were on the receiving end, that would not be fun. Like, oh, oh no, I, I can't I, I attack don't, for I eight don't...
2: turns in a row. I don't think agile strong style is moving out of this
1: game. No, yeah, it, it's yeah.
0: Again, it, it I, is and...
1: solely a NPC battle, wild battle. But yeah, mechanic.
0: but I think they do that poorly. I mean, and when I talk to people that like the battle system, I'm like, what, what do you like about it? And they're like, it's faster. And it's like, yeah, you're right. It is faster. I was like, have you ever played Persona 5? Have you ever played Bravely Default? No. Those games do. <laughs> I like how you answer for them. No, they they said no. <laughs> Those games do a single player fast battle style significantly better than Legends does. So even if you're like, I like that they changed it. I like that it's not this sword and shield turn based system. I'm glad that you admitted, or I gl- maybe that you're tired of what traditional, you know, two v two competitive sword and shield or past games are. But the the battle system in this game is just a very knockoff budget version of what these other JRPGs are doing. Like in Persona Five, you can attack five creatures at once and you can bring them down to one HP and you can like end those battles very quickly if you know what you're doing and if you don't know what you're doing those same battles can go drastically wrong and you're in a situation where you have to plan and think and strategize and there's really none of that in any of these battles like an alpha battle can go wrong but it goes wrong in the sense of like you missed all your moves and they got a lot of critical hits. Like it's not particularly interesting. I do think the alpha battles are the stronger battles than versus just normal wild battles. But but again, in like I said last week with, with Bravely Default, there's there's zero reward and there's only punishment for you getting in a situation where it's one versus four. There's no I mean the, there's,
3: I, I, there's no I will reason say it. except
0: for the joy of the battle.
1: The joy, the
2: thrill and, and, of the battle, and
0: again in X and Y, we had one verse five. I could surf them. I could, yeah. I I could earthquake them. I could rock slide them.
2: I, I the thing that I will say is, for as late as they came to the action RPG system, they seem to have steadfastly refused to look at any but how anybody else did it. Well, I mean, they, <laughs> and, there's
1: trademark copyright. Yeah, mechanics I mean, copyright. You can't, sure,
2: you can't copyright mechanics. Um believe me, I know you cannot copyright game mechanics. But I think I think what excites people, myself included, is we see them starting where a lot of other games also started from. And perhaps naively you're hoping that they will take a shorter development cycle to get <laughs> where everybody else is. We have no proof that that's going to happen, but I think what myself and other people I probably are excited about is that it does feel like, for the first time in twenty five years, you're open to change. Mm-hmm.
1: I also yeah. had a hard time with the battles. I mean, I f- would frequently get half my team knocked out before I was able <laughs> yeah, to I mean, take things- somebody down. But
0: I don't think that's I don't think that's necessarily because the game is hard. I think it's because the game is unfair. Like, it, it, not unfair in the sense of like.
1: Well, I mean, one person's hard is another person's unfair. (laughs) That's just a matter of perspective.
0: It's it's like you go like um, the battle against Benny. He attacks twice right away. There's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, Uh, have a higher level Pokemon. Mm -mm. No matter what, no matter what, he will go twice. That's just the start of the battle. And and I think he
1: caught me unaware.
0: Mm. So in a sense of like most of these battles, they're artificially hard. Because they're ignoring your move, you're they're ignoring your speed, they're ignoring what Pokemon you have out, they're ignoring everything for the opponent to just go first one to two times. And that's where like the added difficulty comes in. Uh which is again, if I, I think my final thoughts on this is like the current battle system that exists in Sword and Shield is not it, it's not even a it's not broken, don't fix it. It's incredibly good. It's really, it's really in depth. The moves offer a lot of variety. The Pokemon offer a ton of variety abilities. Like it is an inherent, like it is one of the best JRPG battle systems out there. And so to then remove that to try something new, and when the something new isn't better than what other games are doing, you you've built an incredible battle system over the years and you threw that all out of uh, out the window for something so mediocre like that is the frustrating part like you couldn't even copy somebody else's homework well enough to like other games are doing this and i encourage pokemon fans to play other jrpgs like like if if you if you like this battle system in Legends, please go buy Bravely Default 2. You well, will you know absolutely what, you know be in love with that battle system if you like I this tried, battle system.
1: I tried Bravely Default and hated it, and I actually like this battle system. So it's you know I tried I tried Bravely Default, hated it.
0: Try Persona Five Royal. I ain't doing another Persona game. Those uh, games it might be burn too anime me. for you. <laughs> My only problem with other JRPGs is they take way too long to get into, but
3: they they, they got way, a lot of, look,
1: way they, too complicated. They got a lot of setup persona. Time. You got the tarot cards. You got the yeah. You
0: gotta go to the, the dungeon. You gotta talk to the guy in there. You're in jail for five hours. Somebody, woo. There's a cat that talks to you, and I it
2: cannot with you. And I'm not going to anymore. Any other closing thoughts? Uh brilliant game. Wonderful storyline. Uh Way better than I thought. Uh, mass outbreaks are a, the bane of my existence because they won't give me what I want. Um, I I would say this: if you like, if you are a Pokemon fan that has been burned out on the same old, same old, and you really want to signal the Pokemon Company that you like this particular direction, then you should go out and buy this game. <laughs> like I think everybody who's a Pokemon fan. Well, find something to enjoy in this game. And the best way to let them know that, that this, is a, this is a direction that you enjoy, that there's a lot in this game that you enjoy, is to go buy it.
1: And I, um, I would say, uh, along those lines, get this game, definitely, and do your best to not overthink. Just immerse yourself. Use your imagination. Imagine like the story and the world don't don't overthink about the mechanics, and just have a good time. I think that's the it best is a way very to good enjoy time. this game. And, and, yeah, and, it, and actually, think I, I would say, when you see the map of Hisui, think of what modern, or the, the other Sinnoh you've been to, looks like. What things are in those places, as you go through them, and how they compare.
2: I have so many theories. I gotta go on Game Theory channel and, and present my wacky theories
0: yeah i think this i think this game is really great um i would like to see dlc for it i think it's rumored that it's dlc just based on packaging in other countries they have to like they're required by putting something on the box where the u.s isn't specifically um if the game doesn't get dlc i don't think i'm gonna be hurt like i think i think it's a complete package Mm -hmm. which i would actually maybe not say so much about sword and shield I think Sword and Shield really is stellar because of the DLC. I disagree. I think I think Sword and Shield was greatly
2: enhanced by the DLC, but I think the main game was a complete yeah. I th- I and mean, I would say, game. I would say all of armor for most people was flat and Crown Tundra, or I'm thinking the other way around. I think. Isle of Armor was better, and Crown Tundra was fra- one of the two ways. I mean, I never <laughs> finished Crown Tundra, so that
0: is, Sword and your- Shield. With the think- DLC is like Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon.
2: Right. I think for replacing a third version, the DLCs were a great way to extend the life of those games. Yeah. Yeah. But I do think Sword Sword and Shield as a without a DLC was a sol- was a very solid game.
0: Yes. Like, I thought, I, I I think Sun and Moon is a solid game until Ultra existed, and then I was like, there's no reason to buy Sun and Moon. Well, the story in Sun and Moon is better. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> by by leaps and bounds. But the amount of content and fixes in Ultra Sun and Moon make it...
2: Yeah, I mean, life improvements, Pokemon stuff in Ultra Sun, Post-game. that game would be brilliant if they had not
0: shied away from the better story they did in Sun and Moon. Yeah, it just didn't make any sense that they were like, let's cut this lily part. Like that was the best part of your story. (laughs) Like you literally cut the best part of your story. (laughs) The theme that they the theme that they told
2: in both Legends Arceus and Sun and Moon really show the power that these games can do for storytelling, and I really want them to lean into Mm -hmm. it more.
0: All right, well, let's wrap up normal episode on 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 Monday. We will be doing a live podcast on If you're listening to this on Thursday when it comes out, we'll be doing a live podcast on Sunday on Twitch uh, for episode 500. Uh, we'll probably be ignoring chat for the most part until the end where we'll start taking chat questions and stuff because we'll just be going through news. Obviously, this game sold really well. We'll talk about that. If you can't make it on Sunday, um, you know, it'll still be on YouTube. It'll still be on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, all that stuff. So um, Will is at Washing the Sink. Greg is at White Wing. I am at Dragging a Lake. I uh, hope you enjoyed these bonus episodes. Uh, let us know in the Slack or the Discord if you liked the mini series or if you liked these like longer set pieces that we did, like three longer episodes. <laughs> like our series episodes were short. Yeah. yeah well, they, they,
1: you they were... guys, they were an hour <laughs> long each, dude. Nah,
0: nah, nah, nah. They were 30 to 45
1: minutes. Uh, you didn't have to listen to them. They were an hour long each. Believe me, many of them
0: were an hour long. We Greg, didn't start cutting him short. so much. I barely get what to talk on the show. What do you want from me? I'm a My good host. <laughs> I didn't get a single word in this entire episode, oh, Greg. please. You went on
2: a 50-hour screed about your battle systems that, that nobody cares
1: about.
0: Uh, we'll see you guys on, uh, on Monday. Thank you for listening. Uh, this has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are super effective. Super duper effective, because I need to get back to work.
1: Do you use strong style?
2: I use strong style effectively.
0: This show is supported by Patreon. A shout out to all our producers who support our show at a high level starting with Steven, Sean, Matthew, Bovine, Kay, Jessica, Jacob, Ryan, Evan, Ryan, Nate, Catherine, Casey, Josh, Smash, Gray, Dylan, Carlos, and Alvaro. And a huge shout out to our executive producers of Steph, Spencer, Courtney, and Brady. Thank you so much for your support. If you would like your name read at the end of the show or you just want to support, it's super effective. You can head over to patreon.com slash p-k-m-n-c-a-s-t or Ise.cash in order to support the show if you want to. Otherwise, uh, thanks for listening and we'll see you guys next week.